Hello, my friends. Good afternoon. Good late afternoon. I apologize for the late upload. I have been going and going and going, and I'm very sorry. But um, yeah, there always seems to be something happening in my life, as I am sure there's a lot happening in your life as well. I pray that in all the happenings, you are finding balance and you are finding peace. Because um, that is the ultimate goal of this podcast is to help all of us stay connected to truth so that we can live peacefully in Jesus' name. Um, yeah, there's a lot. And I always feel like I have so much to share after a week. And you know what? I feel like it's fair, though. You know, if I was doing this every day and I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, then I could probably see how you guys would be like, yo, she probably needs like help. <laughs> but because it's been about a week, I think it's fair for me to have a low day, right? Or have a lot to share because so much is happening right now. And I realized all the more after what I will share that I need to reprioritize re myself. I really, really do. I spent about six hours in the ER on Memorial Day because my blood pressure was like skyrocketing. Like, my goodness, I had no idea what was happening. All I knew was I was like dizzy. I was feeling nauseous. I My heart was beating fast. And I just had this feeling. I was like, yo, I feel like something's going on with my blood pressure. I checked it and it was like crazy high. I did it like three, four different times and it was still crazy high. And so I just thought it was probably best for me to go get that checked out. And of course, my primary was closed that day and uh urgent care was like yeah just in case there's something that really needs to go down you might want to go to the er i'm like aha okay so i did that by god's grace all my labs were great no questions there so there was really no physiological reason for me to have high blood pressure um though i'm somewhat predisposed to it i rebuke that in jesus name and i did um have it while having my second child um, it was pregnancy induced for a little while, but your girl got through it. You know what I'm saying? It's been like four years since I had a child. Um, so I realized, and it was confirmed by my the doctor as well as some family members, that I am probably just really, really stressed. I'm stressed. And I realized as I look back at my life over the, the last maybe two or three years since 2019, legit, I have been going non-stop and this year in particular it just feels like there's been so much weight right <clears throat> and you know what some of that weight is good weight it's the stuff that strengthens your muscles right mentally emotionally and spiritually you you got to go through something some some weight is good weight but then there's the other kind of weight that's like depressive and and just difficult to manage um, I think it was a combination of the two um, some things I just can't get past. I have to literally allow myself to go through or allow, or let the Lord help me through it. Right. So I'm going through, but God is, I'm getting, I'm getting, no, how do I say this? I'm going through, but God is getting me through. If that makes any sense, I'm going through as in stuff is going down. There's a lot happening and it's like, yo, I'm going through some stuff right now. But God is getting me through it. The Lord is allowing me to get from point A to point B. And, um, you know, I think I need to allow him to help me do that more. 
right? So instead of me going through and then just realizing like just how heavy things are on on the negative side of heavy, um, I need to relinquish some, some of those things, especially the things I cannot control or the things that can only change if I do something else before it. So the things that require the step-by-step, -step, I, I need to release it, right? Instead of focusing so much on what needs to be done, I need to just allow myself to do the step-by-step. -step. So that's one thing. Uh, just so y'all know, I'm in my car right now. So you might hear a bunch of cars driving and I might get hot. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out as I go. Um, let's see. What else? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing the Lord to get me through. The other thing I wanted to share. Oh, by the way, your girl's fine. I'm good. Like the last four days, I did no work. <laughs> I literally did not look at my laptop at all. I was like, no, I cannot. That was, that's good weight. It's stuff that's necessary for me to move forward in my life. But I could not do it because some of the negative weight or the, the bad weight was the fact that I was being overwhelmed by how many decisions I have to make, right? Um, that being said, the Lord gave me so much clarity as I was on my way home from church this past Sunday. Um, he just let me know, like, Naomi, part of you relinquishing is just making a decision and i'll be honest with y'all i have struggled with making some major decisions in my life because prior decisions that i've made lended me let like lended me very very difficult seasons of life right so i made some decisions and they were not the best ones and it took years i'm talking five six seven 12 15 years to get through them and so there is some level of like you know discomfort there's some level of uncertainty there's some level of anxiety that's attached to making decisions for me and so i'm really trying to work through that right now and i realize that that is a major route to me holding on to information holding on to knowledge we're going to talk about this because it just so happens that we're in james chapter 3 and the next verse verse 13 is what i'm going to go into and we're talking about wisdom but like i've been holding on to so much knowledge and not making decisions that it's it's just staying in my mind and that's just as bad as not making a decision knowing so much or having so much information that you don't make any decision so yeah a lot my friends so much second thing i wanted to say and i hope that it encourages you is that this month is a very crucial month for all of us the month of june sixth month of the year middle of the year you could call june like hump day for the year you know what i'm saying like it is it's just we right there we're almost there right and it's not so much that all of us are rushing this year we're not trying to get through 2022 some people may be but i'm not really trying to like expedite my life anytime soon like i'm not i'm not trying to like speed it up in any way whether it's good or bad i'm like yo lord give me the time i want all my time i want to reclaim any time i've lost i, I pray that the lord will restore to me that which the lo locust has eaten like i need all that time back i want to reclaim that i also want to hold on to the time that i have and i'm not trying to rush my life that said there are some of us who are looking forward to the end of the year so we can start afresh but june is the perfect time to do that june is the middle of the year just think of it almost like you being at the top of a, a hill right and you have hills and valleys in life hills and valleys throughout the year but you're at the top of the hill in june and yeah you might look down and see that there is movement there's motion down right you're in a hill so there's obviously a, 
there are obviously two sides to a hill. Depending on what side of the hill you're on, you might be climbing or you might be descending, right? So there might be a descent coming. We don't know. Maybe, right? Or you might be you might be chilling at the top of that hill for a good minute. I pray that that's the case for you. But the good news is while you are on a hill, my gosh, y'all, we can look forward. And that's the Lord really blessed my spirit with this. He said, Naomi, you're in June. It's the middle of the year. You are standing on a hill. Rather than look down at the descent that may be, look forward. And if you look forward, you can see the horizon. And if you look at the horizon and keep your eyes fixed on the horizon, it won't matter whether you have to descend and ascend again. It won't matter because you've already seen where you're going, right? I know where I'm going with Tether. I know where I'm going with my with my destiny, with my mission for life and what God has revealed to me. I know what I'm doing. So it does not matter. And I know as a believer where my end is. My end is at the bosom of the most high uh, most high God. My my end is to be in the presence of of Christ my king, right? So I don't have to worry about the hills and valleys. I don't have to worry about the ups and downs. I don't have to worry about the health scares and all this stuff. Yes, is it important to take care of myself and to take care of my life? Absolutely. Stewardship is primary. It's important. God asks us to do it. It is part of what it it means to live excellently as a Christian. But at the end of the day, I don't have to worry about my end. I know where I'm going. I don't have to worry about that. So my prayer right now for myself and for you by way of the wisdom of God to encourage me in this season is to look to the horizon. Look to Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of your faith. Look forward. Stop looking backward. Keep looking forward. Press on toward the mark of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If God is giving you wisdom, direction, understanding, clarity about something that you were supposed to do this year, about a part of who you are that you thought was left and forgotten, Hold on to what God has revealed to you so that you can continue pressing through the ups and the downs, the highs and lows, the hills and valleys that is life. So as we press into James chapter three, hold on to that, pray into that and allow God to lead you in that. This is Tether Talk, a podcast for women where we talk about the truths that influence our identities, guide our choices, form our future, and lead us to the hope that steadies our hearts. Let's pull back the layers, uncover the lies, and hold on to the only truth that satisfies. Okay, y'all, it's hot in this car already. I'm gonna try my best to do this as quickly as possible because as it stands, I know my brows are like 24 hours with whatever I'm using, this this pencil that I'm using, but I could be melting in about five minutes. It's so hot. It's so hot out here. Oh my gosh. And I, I could put my car on right now, but then my phone connects to my Bluetooth and then the sound shifts and it's just, too much going on so holy spirit help your girl <laughs> it's hot. 
and I could be inside, but I just, I don't know. I parked my car and I was like, let me get this done. It's already late. So pray for your girl that I do not pass out because of the heat. Whew. Holy Spirit. Okay, I'm gonna open my door just a little bit. You hear those birds? Amen. Yes, air. Okay, good. All right, so James chapter three has been great. I hope you guys have loved it as much as I have. I hope you're enjoying going through the book of James with me. Uh, once again, it is so hard for me to do this right now. Like, I want to talk about so much more stuff. I wanna talk about a lot, but I don't have the freedom to do that right now. I can't, I have to stay focused. I have to stay faithful. And um, yeah, I'm gonna try to do that. <laughs> so bear with me. Whew. Yes, bear with me. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to read James chapter three. Let me see if I can pull that up. Sorry. All right, James chapter three, and we're only going to talk about verse 13 today. It says, who among you is wise and understanding? By his good conduct, he should show that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom. Let me read that one more time. This is so, 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 so good. James chapter three, verse 13. Who among you is wise and understanding? By his good conduct, he should show that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom. Guys, I love this verse in so, like there's so much about this verse. First of all, when you read the Bible, it just so happens that it's broken up into chapters and then your segments within each chapter and each segment has like a topic or a, a title, right? And this particular segment is entitled the wisdom cars the wisdom from above right and I love it because the prior segment is entitled controlling the tongue this is perfect James is so good I love how he structured this letter to the Christians that he was writing because writing to because it helps us understand that these two segments have everything to do with each other you cannot separate these two segments. Controlling the tongue and wisdom that is from, from above is 100% talking about the same thing. They're two sides of the same coin, essentially. So we just spent the last few weeks talking about controlling the tongue and how it's full of deadly poison and no human being is able to tame the tongue and how we're supposed to surrender our tongues to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, how we are to come in low, not assuming to be teachers, how we are to not contradict ourselves at the end of that segment by living a life that, that, that follows what it is that we say. If we say we believe, but our life does not reflect that, we shouldn't be talking anyway. We should keep our mouth shut, be quiet, and just let our lives speak for us. That's a perfect segue into the next segment of this chapter because this chapter essentially helps show the demonstration of living a life of faith through wisdom. We have to understand what wisdom is. Wisdom is different from just knowledge. Wisdom is applied knowledge. That's how I learned it growing up. Wisdom is applied knowledge. Wisdom is what you do with knowledge. It's not just what you know, it's what you do with what you know. When James asked this question, and so good, who is wise and understanding among you? Like who is wise and who is understanding among you? 
That question is ultimately rhetorical because nobody is truly wise, right? But if you were to answer this question, James says the one who is wise is the one who shows his conduct through gentleness and understanding of wisdom. The person who is truly wise is the person who once again shows good conduct and shows that his or her works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom. This is so important because every single, and this is, goes right back to that proverb, even a fool is thought wise if he holds his tongue. A foolish person is not wise, but a foolish person can be seen as wise if they don't talk. You might know that person as the joker of all jokers, the person who's always got something smart and not so smart to say, but the moment that person chooses to keep their mouth quiet and just observe, you now start to question whether your assessment of that person's ability to understand person's knowledge or wisdom is true by way of their conduct. In the same way, James is saying that, like, let that person, if you want to be wise, if you say that you're wise, if someone says that they're wise and they're understanding, they have knowledge, let that person show their wisdom by way of their good conduct. Wisdom is not just about knowledge. Wisdom is about what you do with that knowledge. It's about understanding how we live our lives and doing so in a way that is good and and, and brings forth um sorry that's good and brings forth an understanding of what it is that we're saying by way of our conduct right and the reality here is that true wisdom is also is also pure and evident and clearly seen by how we do what we do right we, if we are coming in low, like I said at the beginning of this particular chapter, you don't wanna come in as teacher. You don't wanna come in assuming that you know everything. Wisdom is both gentle and meek, and meekness is strength reserved. It's knowing that you have strength. It's knowing that you have power, but it's being able to hold on to that for the sake of something greater or for the sake of something better. In the same way, wisdom is knowing something and holding it, being discerning enough to release that knowledge when it is necessary. And if it's not to release the knowledge, but it is to act upon that knowledge, you do so in a way that shows good conduct. So it sounds confusing. It's like, okay, well, just just be wise. There's so many people who are out here who are talking about, oh, I have wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. And it's so funny that I do my lives on an app called Wisdom. God is so funny. Like the Lord, the fact that I was in this chapter and like at the beginning of chapter three, God was like, oh, okay, you want to go live. Here goes this app. And I laughed when I saw it because I was like, only God would do that to me. Only God would be like, I'm like, Lord, I'm just trying to be wise. I'm just trying to like share your wisdom, share your knowledge and all this stuff. And he's like, boom, here you go. I'm on this app now. And I'm, I'm also in a position where I'm trying to share the knowledge that God has given me by way of the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to share what the Holy Spirit is sharing with me, with other people who might consider what I might say wisdom, right? But it's not true wisdom unless one, I'm living it and two, I'm presenting it in a gentle and meek way, right? And gentleness and meekness does not mean lack of strength. It means being able to reserve that strength and present yourself in a way that is not only acceptable to God, but in a way that is received by people. 
That's the difference between wisdom and knowledge, right? In the sense of, an, of its expression. That's the difference. We cannot afford to just be knowledgeable. There's so many knowledgeable people out there that have no idea how to interact with human beings. They just don't know how to do it. They're super, super smart, but they don't know how to be smart in the midst of people. They don't know how to do it. They're smart by themselves, right? They do well alone. And I'm not trying to live life solo. I'm trying to live life with people. God created me to live with people, to do life with others, to be in community, just as he, the Godhead, is in community with himself. He wants us to reflect him. We are created in his image and community and relationship is one of those characteristics of who God is that is, that is supposed to be exemplified in how we do life with one another. It takes wisdom to do that. If we look at the top of this chapter, we can't just be walking into no room talking about, look at me, I am wisdom or I am smart. Listen to me, understand what I'm saying. We can't afford to do that. If we do that, if we live that way, we risk breaking relationship, right? Which ugh, this whole chapter is so dope. We, we risk breaking relationship because we're coming at people with knowledge and not wisdom that teaches us how to be gentle, meek, loving, kind, and all the other fruits of the spirit. Caveat or disclaimer, not caveat, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Christians should not be dumb, okay? Christians, I fully, fully, fully believe that Jesus has the intent, his intent is for every single believer to understand the word of God, to be knowledgeable about the word of God. Second Timothy tells us that we are to learn the Bible, study the Bible, to show ourselves approved, a workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That rightly dividing is wisdom. So you can study to show yourself approved and you can, you can do everything you can to learn the Bible. You could go to seminary and learn all that you want to learn, all the cross references, whatever. You could be somebody who just reads their Bible every single day and understands the Bible front and back and in between, but the studying to show yourself approved, rightly dividing is wisdom. Don't come with all that knowledge and then not know how to divide that, right? You got to know when to say, how to say it, to whom you're saying it. You, you got you to be able to understand that. And that's something that cannot be done solo you have to do that with the holy spirit so james has taken us through this journey on how we conduct ourselves as christians by how we speak right if you want to control your tongue if you want to tame your tongue it starts first it starts first by understanding the power of the tongue putting yourself in position to submit to god and how he intends for you to use this this instrument right? Not contradicting yourself, which means not living a life that is hypocritical or i.e. saying one thing and doing something different. And now stepping into, I guess what you would call the gems of, of, of the tongue, which is understanding how to do things with wisdom. Learn all that you need to learn. Understand all that you need to understand, but apply it in a way that is gentle, that is meek, that is loving, that is kind, that is truthful, that is holy, and therein lies wisdom. You can't do it. If you can't do it, you need help. You need to ask the Lord for help. You need to ask your friends for accountability. 
you need to tell yourself to shut up <laughs> like whatever you got to do you have to do it um so that's essentially what this this passage is about that's what this verse is about my prayer is that in all our getting we get an understanding so that we are able to present the word of god we are able to present ourselves in a way that is honorable to god and adds life to people my prayer to the lord is that as i continue this this book or this letter this book in the bible this letter from james to christians i am asking the holy spirit to give me grace to take in everything that i need from this text so that i can apply it to my life in a way that is glorifying to him and in a way that would be good for others so it's my it's my prayer for you as well and you can take this and apply it to any other aspect of your life like just start practicing you know go to your office whatever everybody's talking you might know the answer you don't have to you don't have to be like oh i got it you know let people talk <laughs> let people be wrong <laughs> i do that sometimes i walk into rooms and i'll be like yo i already know what the deal is right here man like but wisdom is marked by humility too right come in low we got all this connects come in low sometimes you got to walk into a room be the person who knows the answer but give people an opportunity to wrestle through and figure it out unless it's something that is pivotal and something that is like immediate don't hold that like don't be like oh i got the answer i got the power like now you being selfish and now you just trying to like put yourself on a pedestal and you know it's a little bit uh it's uh sinister kind of it's kind of weird don't do that right but if it's something where you know everybody has an opportunity to engage it's okay to let people engage and then it's just just salt it you know salt a little bit a little bit of pepper a little bit of salt just season the conversation and then it's like, oh, that's a good idea. And you're like, amen, it is a good idea. And you go forward with it, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wins. <laughs> I think that's the better way to have conversations, better way to have dialogue as opposed to walking in and be like, I have the answer, come to me, I am the sage. Like, no. Um, but I have said to people before, like I've done this before and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes people don't like that wisdom comes from a particular vessel. Sometimes they don't like that a woman is the one that has wisdom in the moment. Sometimes they don't like that a black person is, you know, the one that has wisdom in the moment. Sometimes they don't like that a black woman has the answer in the moment. It's okay. Or that a Christian has the answer in the moment. It's okay. In those situations, that's when I tell people, catch me under the palm tree like Deborah. Facts, Deborah was smart. I'm gonna talk about her one day. That's my that's my uh, my role model in the scripture, one of my role models in the scripture. That woman was a judge of Israel, not because there was no man. She was a judge because God determined that she would be a judge, because it's been preached many different ways. You listen to certain camps, they'd be like, oh, God raised up a woman because there was no man. No, he didn't. <laughs> God raised up a woman because she was the one who was supposed to lead in that moment. Come on now. Male and female, he created he, them. You know what I'm saying? She is also made in the image of God. She's also capable of leading in, in this respect. If God decides to use a woman, he will use a woman. And it's not because there is no man. If you believe that, then you do not believe that woman has equal value or you don't believe that God can use anybody. And the fact of the fact is, if God can use an ass to speak, uh, read the text, 
he sure can use a woman and that's not to that's not to defame myself or my sisters to be like well if god can use you know a jackass god could use a donkey to speak then of course he can use a woman no but it is to say god can do whatever he wants to do and it's not because he's missing something else <laughs> stop it anyway catch me under the palm tree like deborah if you don't want to listen but i don't have to do that often only sometimes have I had to, you know, to, to get to that point. And I don't necessarily go around and tell people that. I just behave in that way because wisdom tells me, Naomi, retreat. Nobody want to listen to you right now. Go ahead and hold it for yourself and pray that the Lord reveals it to them. And more often than not, guess what happens? I get a phone call, I get a text, or somebody says, we don't know what's going on. Nobody has the answer. And there have been times where I have been the only person in the room who's like, I actually have something to say. God works it out. So don't worry. You'll have your opportunity if you do believe that you are in the right. But in the, in, in the instance where there is no right or wrong or anything like that, gain your knowledge, rightly divide the word of God, be kind to people, discern the environment, read the room, come in low, and then speak when the Holy Spirit says speak. That is wisdom. Wisdom that shows good conduct, wisdom that is gentle and meek, but is strong because it comes from the God of heaven who knows exactly what to say at the right time. And that's who we have to trust. All I have to say today, I pray that you all are blessed as I sweat off my eyebrows and move on for the rest of the evening. I'm over here fanning myself with an empty carrot and ginger turmeric and apple bottle, which makes no sense. It's hot. I'ma let y'all go. I bless you. Check me out this evening, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, live on the Wisdom app. I'm gonna go a little bit deeper or really just have a conversation about this particular text. If you'd like to join, click the link in the show notes, the description there, download the app. Make sure that you have it on, your notifications on, and when I go live, you can join me there and we can have a conversation. There's so much more to come. I'm going to be working pretty hard this weekend, but not too hard. Got to be safe. Amen. And um, I will let you guys know what updates are coming as time progresses. Um, but for now, it's time for me to go. Y'all stay cool out there. And if y'all are cool already, amen. Enjoy it. Receive it. But down here in Georgia, it's hot. I love you guys. Take care. Hey my friends, before you go, I'm so glad you pressed play today. Don't forget to follow, share, and rate this podcast and join our community. If you're enjoying Tether Talk, please consider becoming a patron with a one-time or monthly gift to help me continue creating free content. Links for these support opportunities are in the show notes below. Thanks again for listening. And as always, visit tethermission.com for more resources to help you stay connected to truth so you can live peacefully.